giggling at. Nothing. No, it's got a funny message. Well, no, it wasn't a funny message. It was a genuine question that I tried to do a smart ass response to, and it made me laugh. So I've. Oh. Well, it's a funny joke. My, I said to my boss the other day, he, he booked in for his uh, his COVID vaccine. And I said to him, I said, oh, which one are you having? And he went, my second. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe Nick. Too sharp. Too sharp. Wow. Good happy Wednesday. Everyone. Welcome to Wednesday. Yeah, boys. <laughs> Beautiful. So you've had a nice, uh, nice middle of the week, mate, is it? Hi, right, James. James, I will be in touch with you about something. Oh, secrets. Yeah. Secrets on a Wednesday. Yeah. Middle of the week. Uh... Middle of the week secrets. Middle of the week rendezvous. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, how are we doing? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Uh, Kit's prepped for the weekend, hopefully. I'm in an iron about weather conditions. so. Um... Yes, because you have an event. What's your event? Going to Black Rock 2 at Imperium, SEO Milsim, Mr. Little, uh, one of his events. So it's my first one, actually. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, me and the, Mr. Kettles from our team and uh, Mr. Rapson from Reaper One, who's uh, going to have a little bit of a threesome, along with some other gentlemen that I've not played with before, but all seem quite pleasant from our uh, little Facebook group that we've got going. So I'm looking forward to meeting them guys. Um, so a bit of the same setup for Octo uh, with regards to the pre-event, uh, arrive on the Friday, get set up, um, have a bit of a chill. Make sure your admin's all squared away and then kick off Saturday morning. That's it. Then all the way through till Sunday. So obviously there isn't the break in between the two scenarios. but it is, So it is a plow through from early door Saturday morning until I think it's mid-morning, mid-afternoon Sunday. Potentially I have to check the times. But So yeah, looking forward to that. New site, uh, new uh, new event organiser, uh, some new people to meet. So yeah, could be a good one, mate. Looking forward to it. I am so gutted that... This well, this is, is the tanks one, see, and I know what you're like. You've got a bit know, of a hard on I for know, tanks. I know, I love tanks, and it's it's just like there's all these amazing events happening now, and it's like the period of time that I can't go to them. So, well, I'll, I'll report back. I shall report back. Yes, please do, please do. It'll be I'll send you how it goes. Oh, cheeky FaceTime, maybe. Index yeah. 10 a.m. Sunday. Thank you, uh, fresh meat. I'll see you ditch the fresh meat off of there. Not very <laughs> impressed with that at all. <laughs> Mike with secrets. Oh, yeah, see, yeah, Mike with secrets, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't keep... I can keep certain secrets, but there are a lot of things I can't keep. I am I am the classic of buying anyone a present and then immediately tell them what I bought them. It's guess like, what, guess when what? I see them, guess what, guess when what? I see them, I've got you a present, I've got you a present. Do you, want to, do you want to see the present? Do you want to know what it is? Do you want to tell you what a present? I've told yeah. you the present. This do you want it. it now? Do you want it now? Do you want it now? I know your birthday's not too, like, two months time, but do you want it now? <laughs> oh, genuinely, it really winds my family up because I turn up to family events. I'm just like, here's a big box. Open the box. Open the box now. Open the box now. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open I do box. that. I, I I get a lot of more joy out of giving people stuff and seeing their reactions to it. I know. Than, I know. than actually receiving a present, which is odd, but I love giving a gift. So yeah, there we go. We're just two gift giving guys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wednesday midweek Wednesday secrets. I know. I, I don't know if anyone's noticed. I am a lot more awake on a Wednesday, it appears, than a Friday. Mike's had a lot of sugar, um, girls and boys. I've had a lot of sugar, and uh, yeah, it's all good. So, uh, yeah, and thank you very everyone for joining us on Wednesday. I appreciate this is obviously changing things, and you know, hopefully, this fits in with everyone's uh, new uh, post-lockdown schedule. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, we're still getting there to the road to recovery, apparently. But uh, yeah, watching you boys oh. from the comfort of my truck. Yes, yeah. sounds good. Cool. I don't know what to say to that. That's awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah, fair play. 
Uh, it must be a cool, it must be a nice truck to be able to be big. I wonder if it's um guys. Are you a, a long haul driver, are you? Because I would uh, Mr. Bassett and our team's a uh, HVG driver, isn't he? He's got he's got a new cab and it looks wicked. It's got all sorts of gadgets. Big nice spread out the back, Roman bath and all sorts of behind them. <laughs> there's all sorts goes on behind the seats of a of a lorry driver's cab, isn't there? <laughs> Metaphorically and physically. Yeah, um, absolutely. Andy says, Andy says, I've always shouted out when I give the missus a present. Oh, Andy. Oh, give me a present, mate. I won't shout at you. Yeah. I'm waiting uh, for the Mark invite says, as well for the uh, kitchen party as well, mate. Still waiting on that invite. <laughs> uh, Mark says, watching you, you should be getting his kit ready. Yeah, um, Mark, I, I, I don't know. You might disagree. I, I get the impression that you're probably like me and that you pack one to two days before the event. Mark's still packing when we get to the event. Yeah. yeah I was going to be polite there and kind of let him get a chance to say himself. But yeah. that's, why, that's why I always put him as rear guard when we're doing a, the, the, the your bat for any patrols. Like, Mark's last. Yeah. He will bring up the rear, literally. <laughs> Hi, Ed. Thanks for joining. Evening, Ed. Uh, Gaz says, I've just started back on the HGVs again after a three-year break. Ah, there we go. Nice one, mate. Cool. 48-inch flat screen in the back there with my ugly mug on it. And, and Mike's, of course. Not ugly mug, though. Beautiful mug. Andy says it's not the present you want. Well, maybe. <laughs> uh, that's creepy. Let's move on from that. Anyhow, back on the show. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mason says I still haven't packed anything. Uh, man after my own oh. heart. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> apparently has to take my, my sniper bargain. I, do you know Patrick? Like, I, don't I know. believe Patrick's in, in our um, section for the event this weekend. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yes, one of the new gentlemen oh, so, yeah. I'm yet to meet. So, yeah. Welcome cool. along, Patrick. Thanks for joining us tonight. I think this might be his first yeah. time joining the show as well, so, which is cool. You so. like that? Yeah. Cool. Well, tonight we're talking about, um, well, basically, uh, shit hitting the fan. Um, so when stuff goes wrong, how do you deal with it? What's the best ways to kind of plan for things like that? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's the, the classic that, you know, no matter how much you plan, as soon as the plan hits contact or whatever, it all goes to, all goes to crap. So um, we're going to start off, I guess, with things that we kind of take with us on the basis of lessons learned um, and sort of... And cue Mike. Oh, I really need to fix back. my internet. <laughs> <laughs> I can pretty much get it down to a T now, is when you pause, you yeah. go, bro, cue Mike. And he's like, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff that obviously um, we take with us uh, prior to an event, based <clears> on you know, previous experience and stuff. Uh, we'll then cover you know how to fix stuff in the field um, and sort of what little bits and pieces we take to do that. And then a little bit of kit maintenance after you get back, basically. So do you want to kick it off, Lance? Uh, not particularly. You can start. Okay, you. cool. Um, I'll kick it off then. Um, <laughs> you always do that to me. You always do it to me. No, I'm not happy. No, that's fine. No, that's fine. I don't mind. I'm just being polite. That's all. Um, and I'm so returning things... your politeness with, with more politeness. Yes, yeah, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, what the, so the kind of preparation side of things is, for me, is when learning points from previous events, um, mm. like when stuff goes wrong, what could I have done differently to make sure that I'm covered for that in the future? Um, usually, unfortunately, that means taking more stuff. Um, and I'm always keen to sort of try and find mitigation for that because that's a bit of a pain in the mm. ass. Because everyone's a streamline, just... but every, you know, at the same time, you've got yeah. to be realistic. Of, you can't you know. take two of everything, basically. Um, but there are certain things. So, for example, the, the first one I want to talk about was my little um, source storm valve. Um, so, um, I think it's Danny on the Reapers 
um, had the same problem as well, where these little valves actually come off quite easily. Um, mm. Now, I didn't think they did. I've, I used to run, uh, I still run the, the Source Hydration one litre kangaroo pouch. Um, and I've run that for about three years and I've never had a problem with it. And then as soon as I bought my new Olive uh, Warrior DCS, um, and I put the, the new hydration system on that, had it all going. And then literally five, ten minutes into the first event that I was running that, I lost the end of the um, the hydration tube. And it is a pain to drink out of if you haven't got that. So now I just make sure I've always got a little spare one um, in my kit. Now, whether that's with me in the field, because these are actually quite expensive. I think it's about 18, 20 quid each on their own. Um this one's still plastic so, wrapped, as you can see. So was that actually we're going into that a bit there, Mike? Was, was something actually broken on the hydration hose itself? No, or? so there's a quick release. Basically, it's designed that you can all take it apart quite easily. And there's um there's a quick release so you can actually replace this with like a bottle fill, um, where you can screw right. a bottle on, you can squeeze water into your bladder through that. So it's actually quite a good ah. little system. Um, but the quick release, I think possibly wasn't quite as strong as this may be catching on something, and it's just pulled it off. Okay. Um, but not having this means that uh, basically I wasn't able to get any water out of my bladder. So I was actually having to take my bladder out of the back pouch when I was resting and open it up and drink from it like a canteen. Um, or a water bottle a, if you're in the UK. Or a water bottle. <laughs> <clears throat> so it's just a bit of a nightmare. So I always now take a spare one of these. Now, I don't necessarily take them in my kit with me. Um, so, for example, I'm not going to have this on my plate carrier or anything like that because it's very rare that I'm that disconnected from the rest of my stuff. Mm. Um, and I say these are quite expensive, but I do now have a spare one of these on me at all times. That's a good um, shout, mate. That's a good shout. So, yeah, that's a good little uh, cover. <laughs> canteen. canteen, don't start. It's mate. called a canteen. I'm not. I'm not having it any other way. Um, the the other bit of kit I wanted to talk about was um, my little tool pouch. Um, so um, recently, obviously, changed these to the Snug Pack one liter little pouch. Um, I think I've talked about this previously. Um, it's basically just a little packing cube. Uh, I used to have it in. Oh, how best to describe it? It used to be like a little medic pouch thing. So the sort of the various flaps fold out, and I thought it was really nifty. How you know I could sort of just sit there and like properly like, and then get all the tools out. And um, it turns out that they weren't all properly secured in that. And every time I went like that, things either flew out or never kind of left the pouch because it would all just fall out the the straps and stuff. So it's literally just in here. It's a little little pouch. Um, and then within that, uh, I've got a variety of things, which I'll come on to more in terms of the fixings and stuff at a later date. <coughs> um, but you know, is that, I mean, is that toolkit, is that essentially a toolkit for like your riffs as well? Or is it like, is it an all-rounder? Yeah. So this, this is an all-round toolkit. So this this basically deals with problems with the, um, the airsoft guns. It deals with problems with kit. Um, yeah, that's I mean, very yeah, similar to what I've done. I mean, my... My 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 experience or or knowledge of tech in rifles and things like that is very 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 basic. Um, so for that very reason, I've got a very very basic toolkit which could essentially help me uh, take the upper and lower receiver out, remove the inner barrel if there's something blocked, and give it a clean. You know, I'm confident of going that far with it and putting it back together <laughs> relatively comfortably. Um, but going into the inner workings of a gearbox or or soldering inside of anything like that, I'm I'm way off with. Uh, having tried any of that or practice you know maybe that's something i do need to look into um some basic repair knowledge of you know possibly a contact on a motor or something i might be able to get away with doing that but um mm. yeah so i've got a very basic toolkit for, for for taking care of minor issues like blockages you know unjamming rods and things like that so they're, they're worth their weight in gold to be able to take mm. one of them along with you so yeah especially when you've got a long barrel because mm. you need you need an unjamming rod that's like that long 
Yeah, so, sure. Yeah, and that, that brings me on quite nicely um, to, I always have, um, you know, the big sort of storage crates, like I think they're like 50 litre. Um, so a waterproof tub, basically. Uh, you can buy them in like B&Q uh, wicks and stuff like that. I think we've again discussed these before about storage of events. Or yeah, events. for transporting. I think we covered it in our transporting yeah. episode, didn't we? Um, so again, I've always got one of those in the car as a backup, um, and that has got everything in it. So every time I've ever gone to an event and had a problem, there is always something in there. So for example, there is always one of these now in that tub. Um, I've got mosquito bite wipes. Um, I've got spare um, armbands so again when you go into an event like a skirmish and we want to go and like practice some running about and herding little kids um the tape and stuff i find a bit of a pain so i've got armbands for those uh i've got deodorant in there spare gas bottles bbs uh, unjamming rods basically anything you can sort of think about it's in there nice um, yep and that's and it's, it's good yeah because like i said before we came on it's like you've got to balance out with I mean, a lot, a lot of Milsim events or, or airsoft events, if you like, weekend events, I mean, you're not going to be a massive distance from your vehicle. Uh, obviously, no one likes to go, have to go back to the vehicle because it sort of takes them out of the game a little bit and it's a bit of a ball lake. But having that one little crate, I mean, what I do with my crate is I've got some, I've got a few odds and sods in there, some spare bits, and I, I, take, my, I take my basic load out in that. So this weekend, for example, I've got all my fatigues in there. I've got my boots. I've got my base layer. I've got my webbing set, uh, my smock, bits and bobs like that. That's all in there ready to go. But then underneath that is where I keep all my spares. So, um, and like I mentioned in the chat, there's a roll of black duct tape in there. There's a couple of rolls of sniper tape, a bit of electrical tape, um, half a pack, couple of packs of zip ties. Do you know what I mean? Just things try, like that. Try can to sort of... your image while, we, while we're here. Uh, you can do, mate. Yeah, I mean, that's not sort of really covered what's in my... It's just extras of bits involved. So there we go there. I mean, that's a very basic amount of things. Now, this isn't going to come out of me in the field. One or two of the items will do into my Bergen or into a, into a patrol pack or something, but... I mean, it's it's just having that thing where something could break. You know what I mean? Your eye pro, for example. You know, if you if you hunker down inside your DOS bag at night or something like that, and you lean over and you snap the uh, the arm off of one of them, then if you only got that set, then you're pretty screwed. So, having at least two pairs of glasses on you, you know, three if possible. You know, I've got three. Luckily enough, I've got three pairs of sawflies there, and again, they've each got two sets of lenses each. So I've potentially got sort of like six to nine pairs of glasses there, as long as the frames are sound still. Um, <clears throat> and just some some sundries, really. You know, a bit of tape. You know, you can fix a multitude of sins with a bit of duct tape. If you if for a shelter system, um, even a kit, some strapping, or your webbing breaks on a bag. You know, you sniper tape. It's as strong as an ox. It really is good stuff to have a roll of that on oh, you. I wish, about... I wish mm. it came in smaller quantities because yeah, yeah. carrying that around with you is a complete nightmare. <laughs> But then, like, like I say, I would never take that out in the field with me, that roll of sniper tape. That would stay in my crate in the back of the car. And if I did have a bag strap go, then, you know, unfortunately, yeah, I'd have to take myself out of the game for 20 minutes to mm. retrieve that or fix the bag. But then it, it puts me straight back in the game. I'm not there struggling for a weekend with a broken strap or whatever it is you might need to do. Um, and then moving across, a bit of paracord, a couple of sets, a couple of rifles things. They're, they're SA80-issued slings. You know, they're, quite, they're relatively cheap on eBay, but probably one of the best two-point slings I've used, really, from my point of view. Um, so yeah, well happy with them. We'll always chuck a couple of them in the crate. Boot laces, boot laces are a massive one. Oh Def yes, definitely. Always, have a always set of boot laces. <laughs> Got to have a set of them. Um, and that, that is what it is, you know. That's it is what this for. I mean, necessarily you could use them for something else, I suppose. You know, it's, a, it's an extra bit of power cord if you didn't have any power cord. You know, there we go. Um, <clears throat> one of the big ones for me, um, and I sort of harp on about it a bit, is them. Um, 
is the solid fuel burner. Now, under the bootlaces in that image there, you can see it's the, it's the new issue by BCB, um, solid fuel block, the Dragon fuel burners at British Army issue ones, which have sort of replaced the hexamine burner. Um, and I'm a quite advocate of using these. Um, however, obviously, you can sort of lazy it up a bit by using the jet boil. Um, but my sort of argument with that is, is jet boil is all well and good whilst it's got gas. Now, as soon as that gas canister either runs out or the valve on your jet boil breaks or something goes wrong that stops that igniting or working or functioning as it's supposed to be intended for, then that is pretty much null and void then. Apart from using the pot to put a drink in, that whole cooking system is now defunct and you can't use it because it's reliant on a cylinder of gas to, to work. Whereas that there, you could use fuel, the fuel gel tablets that come with it, you could use some kindling, some sticks or whatever to generate heat to burn onto your, onto your mess tin or under your pan or whatever it is to, to cook a ration or make a hot drink. So again, that's a bit of kit that comes with me. It stays in the, um, it stays in my crate in the car, but if the jet ball did go down or whatever, there's, you know, I can't, I've got, I've got another system there to, uh, to use for heating or, or for cooking a hot meal, having a hot drink. Um, and it's really small. I mean, it's smaller than an iPhone. I mean, when that folds flat, you can, you can fit three gel, um tablets inside that metal tray with the two little side bits they click unclick they lay flat and then that folds in constantina's down on itself so it starts when it's out it's like an angle folds flat nice and flat like that i mean it's you you could carry it around with you you wouldn't even know about it really it's relatively light um so yeah i'm a firm believer in, in having a spare sort of system for cooking that's so you're not reliant on gas uh for that there so yeah um moving up to the top again there a couple of bungee cords again you know, for anything, for lashing a bit of kit to the outside of a bag. I really like doing that, but there we go. Also, um, for if you're, especially on your Bergen, if your Bergen strap breaks or the buckles break, you can lash the paracord, the uh, bungee cords over the top just to hold the hold the pack shut or anything like that, or bungeeing out a um, a basher type shelter. Um, it's just giving you that option there. Um, underneath them, a couple of really strong rubble bin liner sacks, but like the strong ones. You know, you could anything. If it's, I mean, we all like playing at Milsim, but you know, at the end of the day, if it is absolutely tipping down, and I mean like torrential, a lot of people are going to go to ground until it sort of passed. So if you've got one of them in your patrol pack, you can whip it out, use it as a sleeve for your rifle to go inside. Or if you can get some quite hefty rubble sacks, you know, it's it's keeping that rifle out of the rain as much as possible. Yeah, they, they are relatively water resistant to a point, but I mean, it's only going to take a, a good old downpour to get inside under that dust cover and start messing up with your electronics. So, you know, it's best to be safe and sorry. Um, and then a lot of to my previously there, I've got a very basic toolkit, pair of side cutters, um, a little, little multi screwdriver with some posy and neggy ends on it, some Allen key ends, um, a little spanner there, which is for mounting my sights onto my Picatinny rails. They all seem, luckily enough, some of them are all the same sort of size uh, M M6 or M8 nut. So that's been quite lucky for that. And then a little clear bag of just some different size Allen keys for my, for my riffs and just some various sizes in case anyone else needs to borrow it. Um, and a little uh, a little housewife there with some bit of thread and cord and some spare buttons for trousers or a shirt or a smock jacket. You know, if you pop a button off the front of your trousers, it's like, you know what I mean? You know, the belt will do the job. <laughs> run around yeah, run around with the boys <laughs> hanging out the barracks. No one wants that, do they? Um, and then obviously just as a bit of a uh, a bit of a... I don't know how to describe it, really. Um, oh, what's the word? Not effect. Anyhow, um, like a little survival tin there. It's got all bits and bobs. I mean, Christ, it's got it's got fishing snares and things like that. You're never ever going to use them, but it's it's there. You know, it's the nostalgic sort of look of a of having that little survival tin. You know, that the guys sort of carry around in the webbing packs or whatnot. You know, what I mean, emergency like, sort of bug out tin. 
So that's that there. And is it, there is some reasonably... Um, rotting wire if you decide to really go... Well, this is it. Yeah, you could really go postal on someone, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, but it's got, it's got, it's got everything. It's got loads of kit in there. You know, you've got some, uh, you've got um, some purification tablets for water. You've got some weatherproof matches. You've got a flint striker, a little foldable knife. Um, there's all sorts of bits of it. A tiny little torch there and a few bits and bobs. So, yeah, it's, it's more of a fun little bit of a kit from, from our, from my point of view sort of thing. I, I doubt very much I'd, probably use that in an event but it's just a nice little kit nice to have sort of thing on you so you never know so um that's uh that's you, pretty much all. sorry andy asked what's the thing with law written on it i think from I'm, I'm oh that there andy is the, the little is, box yeah in, is it? it's the there's a little there that there is a little tiny little cooker on the bottom right hand corner of the table so that's a little fold out uh uh gas stove pot topper um and that's the orange case that it came in mate um and that cost me about four pounds off of ebay and it's still it's still a wicked bit of kit now um um, but again, it's the, it's that one little backup system that takes up no room that you can leave in the car. Um, if you if your jet ball or whatever cylinder you was working does go down, you've got another topper there, another sort of regulator if you like. You can screw on, and hopefully that works. <clears throat> Failing that, you've got the solid fuel block burner there. I mean, there is a little thing there, like Mike said about he wished sniper tape would come in smaller rolls. I mean, you've got a lighter there, uh, and all I've done is I've wrapped about a third of a roll of electrical tape around the lighter because not only is tape a really good source of uh fuel for lighting a fire but it's also an easier way of carrying it and actually sort of prevents your lighter from getting too smashed up so there's added protection there i have a question on lighters uh I'll, well we'll jump into the chat as well because i know there's a, a fair few things coming in on that um i've had a lighter go off in my kit now because i've just thrown it in like that and i've been trying to find some little cap to go over the top of it but it's literally um it, it didn't ignite but there was definitely you could tell like the button had been depressed and all all the gas started to sort of come out of the lighter yeah something to be aware of sorry i'm back something to be aware of um i know you can get the silicon sleeve that, that a lighter can sit inside so whether when you're traveling you could turn it around the other way mm. and pop it in there maybe something like that or, or get yourself a look i mean these these tobacco type tins they're like 10 a penny on ebay you can get multiple packs of them you can get like four or five for a tenner so to, to keep a little fire lighting kit in there um would be ideal really i mean that's what that bottom one is there next to the uh duct tape on the bottom that little smaller tin that's actually like an emergency fire lighting kit <laughs> just so just just different things to consider um for an event sort of thing like that yeah but yeah mean, that... Fair, um right Rage just said get on with the lids yeah so i've got a little um i went and bought like one of the little fire uh windproof one sorry and mm. the fire like, little cone and that's got a little lid on it that's that's a lot better now but um yeah it's just something to be aware of for anyone that's just storing a lighter in your kit um just loose something to uh yeah just don't catch fire basically <laughs> that's it avoid catching fire at all costs top tip don't <laughs> burn yourself don't um, catch fire should we run into the chat briefly because i'm conscious yes, mate. yeah definitely people have said loads of exciting things uh and that's not sarcasm genuinely i was, I was looking to um wayne says get a gun tech in your team that's obviously quite helpful mm. um you know it's always always good to know someone that's running around with you that might have a, a rough idea if it's just like trigger lock or um you know trigger lock's a big one mm. yeah if you get trigger lock then yeah <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> we're very lucky to have a a, a good gun yeah. tech in our team which is cool um rage says they have a clip by the valve so we're obviously talking about the the source hydration um disconnect it i've lost one ah, too yeah maybe maybe a that's, cheeky that's bit of tape around that to hold it in place a little quick disconnect thing it just it's easy to press however uh andy has said that if you put a little bit of plastic under the quick release and then put a bit of friction tape around it you stop that from happening oh, so, top tip yeah. 
Mr. Bob, thank you very much. Ooh. Love a top tip. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Charlie says, next APOC, Trojan are running four-time stoners. Yes, stoners please. Oh, brutal. <laughs> uh, John says, net curtain wire. You roll it up, but can be used to clear and clean barrels. Had some for years. That's not, that's not a bad shout, actually. That's a wicked shout, um, mate. I'll give you like a nice little flexible um, mm. uh, unjamming rod. So, yeah, cool. <laughs> Ed says, where is your toolkit to repair your tools? The mic's got well, that. Exactly. <laughs> that's the benefit of having multiple toolkits. If there is a problem, then, you yeah. know. You I mean, it, obviously, as well, this this can, like Ed's saying there, where's the toolkit to repair the tools? But, I mean, that does hark back to almost like the buddy system, doesn't it? You know, if we're, yeah. if, me, if me and Mike and I we're going to be in a, a gruesome twosome for the weekend... I mean, you can go as far as to say, well, we only need one basher set up because we can both get underneath that. So, so I'll bring the basher. Bag. You bring that. One sleeping bag. Oi, oi. Do you know what I mean? One sock. That's that yeah. covered. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? So although you're, you you may not have to bring all the... All the there's no point both of you having two two sets of toolkits. There's no point you both having a, a two jet boils. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You can afford them to take... I can afford to take a couple of extra litres of water to cover... Uh, our cooking and drinking needs if Mike could bring the jet ball along or something like that, you know. See, if you I would say that for most events that I've ever gone to, the buddy system would probably be a bit unnecessary. Mm, so yeah. for example, you you're too I mean? close to 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 um yeah. civilization, I want to say. I think if you're having to walk more than an hour from your car, then it's a much better system to put in place. Um mm. so for example, if you ever do any wild camping or backpacking, anything like that, the buddy system is perfect for that. Um but you know, in most most events that I know that I've gone to, it's it's very much a case of I'm probably ten minutes from the car with a massive box. Um, but that being said, you know some of the Sterling events, from my understanding, are a little bit more. Um, well, I guess Milsim, uh, for for all better purposes, and that you know you, you do need to sort of pack stuff um, to deal with those. So mm. yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot a lot more smarter pack. Not that we don't pack smart anyhow, but you know it's you. I think you you see for an event like that, I'd seriously consider. I mean, I, I don't know the ins and outs of its of, of locations and and then how far away you are from sort of reorging or back at a sort, some sort mm. of safe zone if you like. But I'd certainly look to uh, certainly streamline the kit right down uh, for an event like that if possible. Uh, Private Ratica says two is one, one is none. Yeah, Completely that's a given, mate. A given. Oh, um, certain things, obviously. I mean, you know, I mean, there's there's there's, 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 there's got to be a line drawn somewhere with it <laughs> the, bergen, the, the bergen can only hold so much <laughs> yeah but that being said if whenever i take a basher and hammock setup i always take a tent with me just in case See, I and don't. It, it just sits in the car i'm heavily no i've, I've not done that I've only, I've only ever taken if i'm like the shelter system i've never really i think because it's such a simple thing it's a basher it's a tarp do you know what i mean it's so versatile i mean you can you can a frame it up between two trees. You can peg it out to the ground and make a really standard looking tent. You could have it as a lean to. Uh, it's, it's, if I had to choose one shelter to use for airsoft meal sims or weekends away for the rest, of it, it would just be a basher or, or a free before tarp or something like that because it's more versatile. You can do so much more with it. Oh, I completely agree. I completely agree. It's just my mindset is always that might blow away, and I want a tent just in case. <laughs> Get out of that mindset. Just take the basher. Really like... To be fair, I don't I don't carry it with me. It's just in the car. But, oh, that's fair. Well, yeah. If it's just yeah, a, if it's just like a backup thing in the car, but I mean, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm I'm fully confident in my basher. Yeah, 
No, I remaining. am as well. I don't, I don't carry the tent with me, to clarify. It's only, it's only merely just as a backup in case it's a problem. Yeah, but it's like that comfort blanket. You're like, well, it's the, the tent's in the car. It's fine. But if you take that comfort blanket away, no tents next time. Okay. No tents. I'll take a second battery. Um, <laughs> there you go. That's, that works. That works. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ray says, so you keep a bag with duct tape, rope, tarp, and sharp things. It doesn't look like a murder kit at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so stays, stays I, in the back of the car. I actually have one of these <laughs> in the back of my car permanently, um, like a little kit, um, which which pretty much has all of those things in it, um, along with other bits and pieces. Um, mm. Not, not a moisturizer, but I do even have a shovel in there as well. Just it, it's basically like a little EDC kit for the car. Um, so if there's ever a problem, so yeah, I, I've now acknowledged the fact I might ha look like I have a murder kit in my car. So cool. <laughs> murder kit. <Thanks> <laughs> definitely calling it that from now on yep. it's even Fails. in a red bag yeah, with murder <laughs> on it <laughs> murder kit <laughs> um jay says wrap a smaller amount of green sniper tape around a twig and take it with you that's what i do the tape is so useful that's not a bad shout actually if you can mm. like decant the tape into a small yeah, amount i mean i guess that's where you've done your electrical tape isn't it that's it, be around the lighter there, mate, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, one thing I've noticed with sniper tape as well, it, it seems to be a bit more reusable. It seems to hold its tackness, its um, its stick, more than other tapes, you know, uh, which is cool. So I see what Jade's going with that, yeah. Look, wrapping it around, like it, I mean, if, even to the point of wrapping it around like a pen or something like that, just a bit of tubing, just to give you that smaller, more compact, but give you a bit of uh, bit of length in the sniper tape. Yeah, that'd be well, Andy. I mean, Andy's gone with a very different approach, which is he just stamps on the roll to make it flatter. <laughs> I mean, Fair it enough. works. Looks, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna question it. <laughs> just stamp a really angry man just jumping up and down. It works, why it works. Why not? Yeah, it's a little top tip for toilet roll as well. Is that if you pull out the cardboard insert into toilet roll, try try to use like half a roll. So take one that's like been used in the house or whatever for a couple couple weeks. Um, so it's like it's a much reduced roll. Take the cardboard out and you can flatten those down as well. Yeah. Um, top little tip there. Nice. Uh, um, Dale says, Yeah, just could just get a zippo, has a lid. Yeah, um, zippo's a good shout, but then make sure you put some spare flints under the uh, under the uh, cotton wool bit on the inside. Top tip, yeah. A lot of people are recommending the zippo. I say I've, the little windproof ones are quite good, um, mm. but it's just if anyone is just carrying a loose, a loose lighter like the traditional little smoker's lighter, just yeah, bear in mind that it's not necessarily the most secure. Um, Wayne says my battery is fine. It's still my uh, skill at using it, which is sketchy. <laughs> Easy, mate. We'll, we'll put it to the test yeah. on Friday. <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the things we are going to do is um, when we can get out a little bit more freely is film some various, um, I guess it was side videos, I guess you call them. Um, yeah. Which we'll be putting up on Facebook and YouTube for age. Um, and probably Instagram if I can work it out, actually. Um but that'll be basically be covering things like basher setups and stuff like that. Those little sort of a sideline thing. Because um, we're not experts, but we've got a bit of experience in putting these things up. So, yeah. I mean, well, the way I put mine out, it works for me. I've never got wet from it. Yeah. So, I, I call that a win. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pro Raticus says, always remember the episode King of the Hill where Hank pulls out his WD 40 and sticks. Uh, so, he pulls out a smaller WD 40 to use on the big can. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Actually, that's actually cool so, shit. Oh, where are, I don't know if I've got that with me. I I do own a little tiny WD forty. Um mm. and the reason I bought that is I was reading a book. 
I think it was based on the SAS where they were doing an infiltration of some sort of compound thing and they had to open a door. And before they went in, they actually oiled the hinges and the locks and stuff like that. So when they opened the door, it didn't make a massive screeching sound. Yeah, um, fair play. So I went and bought it. I've never used it for that because I've never had to breach an old oh, yeah. rusty door. Um, in, a, in, a, in a hostage situation. No, but, you know, <laughs> it was a little bit of me was like, oh, man. I need that. I have WD-40 I, I, for no reason. I must have that. Yeah. That's a good bit of kit, mate. The old water displacement test 40 is always good. Always good to have a tin of it on you. Ray says, uh, is that in case your victims escape? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Ray Johnson says, you know, sniper tape is just bandage, right? Uh, they OTs, uh, uh, I don't understand that. They, they OTs use it to make splints and physios use it to strap up joints. You should keep a roll with you. Oh, okay. That's cool. Just shout, mate. Fair play. What does OT mean? Can someone explain that to me? Because I'm, I'm dumb. The oats. The oats, the OTs. Oh, don't I'm assuming Rage is going to come in with a comment in a second to explain. Any second me. now. Any second yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. We'll come back. Um, Plow on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last few couple of months, uh, Patrick Mason says, snowboarding, I wrap sparky tape around one of my boots under my trousers because of how useful it is. That's a good shout. Yeah, fair play, man. Yeah, I mean, one other thing I'd like to point out is that there's very different grades of electrical tape. Um, so, I mean, I've got this, this one that's got like a wooden core in it and it's not too bad, but it does sort of bump out and warp a little bit. It's not ideal. Mm. Um, whereas I have had some before with like a plastic core. It's like proper um, technician's tape. Um, and that's been perfect. But for the life of me, I can never know where to buy it. So if anyone can point me in that direction, yeah, but, I mean, this is fine. But this for sort of tape like, like that, I mean, you'd be, you want to be looking at sort of like city electricals and things like that. Yeah. You know, I've been, I've been looking around. I mean, to be fair, this is just a couple of Amazon. So. Mm. But, 3M as well. They do good, good electrical tape. Mm. I, I get some stuff at work that's howling. Absolutely. You, you just you just peel a bit off it and it just shanks off and just splits and it's just like, well, this is yeah. ridiculous. This is no good to me. Self-amalgamating tape. Self-amalgamating tape's good. That actually bonds to itself and it actually creates a watertight seal, which is cool. Okay. You can get yourself some of that. It's quite expensive, but it's good for, for sealing up it, especially electrical stuff. Mm. Cool. Oh, right. Hang on. Uh, everyone's fixed OT. So OT is an occupational therapist. Oh, there we go. Okay. Nice one, Rage. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, Patrick said the same thing. Uh, they make splints and things as well as doing other things. Cool. Oh, nice one. Thanks, James. It's going to send me a link to some of that tape. Beautiful. <laughs> and Les says, hello, you slags. Hello, Les. Hi, Les. Hi hands. Um, so, yeah. So, in terms of uh, your toolkit, I'll, I'll just briefly run into what I carry. Um, I have to admit, I have taken a few things out because um, I'm planning to take my toolkit with me Um <laughs> it's in my paternity bag when I go to the hospital because I just wasn't sure if I might need it or not. And it's in such a tiny little pouch. I was like, maybe I need to fix a cupboard door or something. Um, <laughs> or I've got a knife in case I need to cut the cut the umbilical cord. Um, so a few things that I carry uh, generally. So I've got a, a little cold steel um, Tanto blade. I think this costs about 10, 10 15 pounds. It's quite cheap. Um, but it's quite... Uh, it's a pro light if anyone's interested but um yeah so i'd just use that for like general uh, cutting of um throats <laughs> cutting <of> throats <laughs> paracord and stuff like that achilles um, tendons so <laughs> <laughs> uh, the scalps of my enemies um so i call these side cutters now i, I don't know if that's necessarily what they are um flush cutters whatever side or flush um, cutters mate yeah yeah, so I have a pair of those. I also have a tiny pair of those as well, so I always have these on my actual kit. Um, the reason being is that whenever you go and chrono, I've had so many lacerations from... Um, 
oh, bits of cable tie and stuff oh, like that. Oh, mate, yeah. Cut the sharp end off, and then you're, you're running around. You just like you get this gash down. It's not your even hands cut the end off. It's like a, just let a rat chew the end of it off. It's just this huge spike sticking out. It's like yeah, nice yeah. one. So side cutters are particularly useful. Um, I will rattle through this uh, permanent marker, um, just in case I need to mark anything permanently. Um, I, always, <laughs> I, I always carry a speed loader. Um, again, Comedy just to, yeah, I always carry a speed loader for the BBs, just in case I need to suddenly load up. Is that going in your paternity bag as well? It was in my paternity bag and I took it out because it was one of the things I definitely didn't need. A couple of Mark wives um, in there just in case. <laughs> I genuinely looked at the smoke because I was in I was in here when I was packing it. I was like looking at the smoke grenades going, I kind of want to take one, but I don't have any reason for it. Just to celebrate. Um, you could take a blue, a blue and pink. <laughs> just just one, standard. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. One thing to be fair, I think Rage has just said if you carry a cheap knife, you should carry a knife sharpener. There's cheap knives that use cheap steel, so they don't hold an edge very well. And Rage, you will be assured that I do have my Lansky uh, little pocket knife sharpener in there as well, um, which is both ceramic and steel sharpening um, on there. So that's quite useful. Um, nice. One thing I would say with the knives, though, as well, is this is obviously a locking knife, so please read the law on those. Um, you shouldn't necessarily be carrying one of those around with you. Um, without a good defence, so I'm not going to lecture anyone on that. Yeah, exactly. Electrical tape, as discussed. Uh, I've got one of the little, the little. Uh, I can't remember what they're called now. Uh, oh no! Oh, Zenon lights or something. Yeah, the, the little night core lights. Um, oh, that's the kiddies, yeah. So I bought a load of those. Um, so I've always got one of those in there. Uh, your little bag of Allen keys, I have exactly the same, and I just collect them. So every time I ever get given Flat something packs. or I pick up something with an Allen key, it just goes in there, and it's a nightmare um, mm. because I'm pretty certain I've got multiple Allen keys that do the same thing, but I'm always like, well, I might need it. So probably need to rationalise that. Um, tiny pack of cable ties. Um, we'll come on to those in a second, but little small cable ties like that are quite useful. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have a Allen. <laughs> I've got another Allen key set. Um, these are from Halfords, actually. I think these are about twelve pounds. Um, so they've got six different Allen keys on them. Uh, so you've got all the way from whatever that size is to the tiny one, um, as well as a little cross-headed uh, Phillips screwdriver and a oh, flat screwdriver. Well. Um, they are. They generally kind of cover most of the standard gauges on most airsoft stuff. Um, it obviously all folds down into like a little multi-tool like that. Um, I've got so many of these around the house because I'm always needing Allen keys and I never know where they are. Um, so I just bought like 30 of these and I literally just put them in various <laughs> different places around the house. Um, and then we've got these everywhere. So Fair play. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, spare shoelace, um, nine volt battery, um, which if anyone's read my um, tag name, might uh, it's a whole different story, but I always have a spare nine volt battery on me now. Um, and then this little gizmo which is um, for anyone that uses weco2 magazines um this basically allows you to take the little screw thread off of those to replace the co2 canister um yeah that's my little toolkit fair play man nice so do you want to talk about repairs in the field yes let's do that so we're, um, let's let's for example um how would you deal with Mike from your point of view? Say, like, let's let's talk about the basher systems and where you say you've got a spare tent in the car and that. So if you if your basher, your tarp did go down, uh, an eyelet broke or anything, what sort of method would you have 
sort of ready. I'll get my tent. <laughs> you go get your tent. <laughs> but is there anything that sort of, that would sort of spring to mind to say, right, okay, that's the, this corner, this corner tab or this corner eyelet's now broken. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna have to sort of fashion me, something to do. Duct tape. Duct yeah. tape would be the main one. Um, you can obviously fold that over. Um, it's obviously fairly self-binding. Um, you can put holes in that, and you know you can sort of create extra little tabs. So if you've got one of the tabs falls off, you can create a new one. Um, duct tape is key for that. Um, I guess I guess you could probably do it. There's no reason why you couldn't use it with the sniper tape as well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know the differences between duct tape and sniper tape in terms of adhesive qualities um, or waterproofing. I, I don't know how they would last up. I obviously know the difference between those two types of tape. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a little tip, right? Which doesn't involve any tape. Right, so say, for example, this is a little brown fleece of mine, but say that is the corner of your basher. Uh, there's your, the, Oh, look at that. How handy. There's the zip. There's the little eyelet. So that breaks. That That's completely... You've got no way of affixing uh, a guy line to that now. What you can do, um, which I don't have anything to hand that would... Let's say... Let's say this is a little round pebble. So all you do is you put that inside your basher. You fold the material around it to create a, sort of like a choke. Then what you do then is you just put a loop into your end of your power cord, go around that, tighten it off, and then pull that tight. And then obviously the stone's there, so it's going to hold the loop around the cable, the material still. Yeah. So that's all you do. And it's the same principle for um for the and center you of your there, basher. The tape. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same for like say the say the top of your basher, or like say for the for if you've got a poncho with a hood in it, you could just do that. I mean, you could get you could essentially get a big ball of grass, just ball it up, put it into the hood. Pull the pull the drawstrings tight around it, and then put your power cord around that, and you could essentially put it up like a like a teepee sort of type thing. As long as you've got something like so, there's, there's the material stone on the inside. Put it tight around it, and then loop around that base plate of that stone, and then nothing's gonna, it won't be it won't be able to take it off. So it's, it's a wicked cool. tried and tested bit of a bit of a uh, sort of get you out of jail sort of tip there. Right, says you can tie a knot in the corner as well. Yeah, I've, do you know what? I've tried that, but whether it's just not enough material in that there. But I, I, what I found is that I've, I've tried doing that, but to get an, a half decent knot, it's taken up quite a lot of the material to basher. Whereas if you just get a, the stone and, and put it inside the material and create that sort of choke point, within you put your loop around it, you, you're sort of minimizing the amount of material you're having to use to sort of fashion a repair, if you know what I mean. So, but yeah, no, you're right, mate. Absolutely right. It does work. Yeah, that's it. Just a slip knot around it. Bosh. And that's it. Just pull it tight. Same principle, mate, whether it's a knot in the material or, or a pebble or something underneath there to create sort of like a something for the mm. paracord to bind around. Not like that, because yeah, obviously you're using stuff that you've actually got around you rather than having to need something else. Exactly, mate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can always, you can find a ball of grass and, or scrunch something up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That, that would do the job quite easily. <laughs> And he says Lance with the field craft knowledge. Well, that's what it's about. So if anyone else has got any like, little very, tips, very right? minimal, very minimal. I'm sure there's far more people in the chat that know a lot more about field craft than I do. So no, something right, up, something I was going to raise. Um, so I've had it before where the um, bridge piece of my goggles fell off. Um, I lost them completely, uh, which obviously, you know, you then run the risk of a opening your eye pro up. Um, basically, it's sort of making it unsafe. Um, I don't know if anyone's come across these little packets of Sugru. These are quite good. Um, it's like a little sort of Play-Doh. Um, yeah, it's basically I mean, like a blue tack. It's like a little packet you've of mentioned tack. this before, but yeah, it's like a moldable glue yeah, type, so isn't it? You open them up. I mean, this one's out of date, so um, I'll probably open it up now, actually. I'll show you, because they are... Oh, you need scissors. 
Um, it's basically like a little little amount of blue tack um, that you get in the packet. Um, I'll get it quickly, uh, and you kind of you mold it around a little bit, um, and it just goes hard and it turns into silicon basically. So there you go. That's what comes out. Oh my god! So that's normally quite soft. Um, it, it's definitely gone out of date because it sort of cures over time. Um, but that actually forms like a proper heat resistant silicon. Um, shape wherever you shape it into it will form that in about four hours um and obviously the longer it dries and sort of cures and sets um you can basically create all sorts of odds out of that um so if you're finding that you know there's a bit of your gun that's rubbing on your hand um anything like that you can sort of form grips and things around it um it's quite useful oh so you actually fashioned a, a new nose piece sort of thing for your for your spectrum yeah so literally i just fashioned it i stuck it onto the glasses made sure it wasn't sort of impinging on my vision uh, put the glasses on and then it actually formed perfectly to the shape of my nose um and it was complete you know custom setup at that point mm, um, mm. No, first the, the nose piece fell off don't get me wrong but um yeah it was it worked quite well you was yeah but you was you was able to adapt and overcome wasn't it so you sort of you know you've repaired something in the field and you've cracked on with it so yeah, that's what i mate. it's all good uh ed says or silly sorry can i suggest an all tool uh it allows you to make a hole in fabric without breaking the weave you can then thread a cable tie through it to mend and attach. I use it a lot for making gillies. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, so like one of those proper like little, little sharp things. Yeah, then you can get the brass eyelet and sort of clamp it down. I'd, I mean, I guess yeah. I mean, I don't know whether I'd take one in the field with me because it's you know if I like I said that that little pebble trick works a treat. You know, it really does. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, definitely because I was wondering about actually adding a couple of extra additional eyelets to my um. There's always a point, you know what I mean, when you're putting up a bash or something like that, and you think I could really do an eyelet there. It's not there, so I'm gonna to have to have a tiny little crease in it now, which is quite annoying if you're OCD and you want a nice smooth edges on it. Um, but yeah, that's a good shout, Ed. Yeah, no, fair play, mate. Like that. Yeah. Uh, Ray said, Would that work on a basher though? I guess it would. So I don't, I mean, maybe it wouldn't, it would probably still permanently create a hole. I, I guess. Oh, there you go, Nick. Yeah, fair play, mate. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so honestly, it's um, it is quite expensive this Suguru for what it is. I mean, you don't actually get a lot of it per pack. Um, but that's I'll hold it there. That's that's how much you get um per little sachet. Um, but I think they do deals and stuff on Amazon. And it's Amazon Prime Day maybe today I think. Um, so they might have some of that for discounts on there. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Andy says the only tool worth bringing is me. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how to take that. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to just cut back to Rage mentioned about Skeletal. Uh, so the oh, okay. Skeletal has attachments that include hex keys, torque heads and such. Uh, and the whole thing costs about 120 quid. So I am a firm advocate for Leathermans. Um, I have great three. Um, I think the Gerbers, to be fair, aren't bad. I've just always been a Leatherman. Leatherman man. Um, Leatherman what I would man. say, though, is... I was on Amazon um, and I was looking to get a sort of relatively cheap multi-tool for my little murder bag in my car. Um, <laughs> I'm calling it that now because I'm, I'm going to own it. I think it's brilliant. Um, and I found this, um, which is a WAV, WAV Raging. Um, and it's basically a little multi-tool. I think it costs like £12, though. And to be fair, I was a bit dubious when I bought one because I was like, this is going to be a bit naff. But I mean, it's got, this is the worst background for this. It's got pliers on it. Um, it's got a little blade um, that seems okay. It's sort of held up. 
and he's back. It's, it's held up to a little bit of use that I've given it. Um, but it also includes on it um, a little square-shaped uh, square shaped uh, Phillips screwdriver, which then comes with a variety of the little attachments as well. Um, oh, so nice. you've got the little socket on there that you can then adapt that to whatever you want it to be. Um, and I've used this a few times. I've got one of these in my office, in my desk at my office at work. Um, just and, and the number of times that I have actually used it, I thought, oh, it's going to be a bit naff. Um, but yeah, I went and bought a few of these as well because they're actually not too bad quality. Um, now, granted, yeah, I appreciate yeah. it's not going to be the best <laughs> blade and stuff. Um, so. <laughs> Leatherman. Yeah, I've got the Leatherman Mutt tool, the, the military utility yeah. tool. So that's good. I mean, it's got things on there that I'm not necessarily going to need for me in airsoft, like a carbon scraper and that for cleaning a, a, a real steel weapon. But, you know, it's it, it acts as a great centre punch for knocking pins out to get the top receiver off and bits and bobs like that. So, yeah, I do, I do use it. It's got a killer sharp blade on it. Oh, my God. The blade on that thing is unreal on that Leatherman Mutt. So, yeah, a great, you know, Leatherman, yeah, can't recommend them enough. They're a great mm. multi tool. And it like hit yeah, right. uh, said, it comes with a pair. Uh, I think it comes with two. It comes with two. It comes with a, a long posi screwdriver with uh, two different sizes, one at each end, and then it comes with a long uh, neggy, and then it comes with two shorter versions as well on the opposite side. It's really, it's really cool setup. I do like it. It's a good I was bit just of kit. Man. A picture for you quick. Uh, if I can, and the Leatherman Mutt. It's like a goldy, golden black sort of color, brass and black. There we go. That's the kitty there. So that's the little carbon scraping thing in it. Carbon scraping bit, the bits and bobs there. Yeah, I mean, it obviously, it is directed at, um, at for for obviously military uh, use, but it's quite good. You know, it's got a little carabiner type thing in there, so you can clip it on. You know, there's no chance of losing it, things like that. There's a variety of bits and bobs on there. Yeah, I was um, just looking up because I think this might have an all on it. Um, I know we obviously talked about those earlier. So I did see. Oh, no, maybe not. I know when I was looking at. Um, Pen knives and things to put in my little EDC kits. Um, but yeah, I, I, there are a few on there that have the little all on there. So, mm. um, Rage says, if you don't use them lots, I'm sure it'll be fine. I've tried many cheaper ones over the years and they break, never broke a Leatherman though. Yeah, I completely agree. I have actually broke a Leatherman. Um, the, uh, the pliers on it, um, I tried to fix the gears on my bike. One of the gears, uh, the teeth basically bent. So I tried using the end of my Leatherman to pry that back um, and snapped off the end of the Leatherman. Um, but fortunately, they actually have a lifetime warranty, um, so they fix that for me. So, result that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> Mike with supply cash in each room. It's a really useful thing to have. I've also got tape measures all over the place as well, because um, you never you never know when you need to tape measure. Um, <laughs> you never know. Absolutely. No. <laughs> DIY, and the wife goes, "Oh, well, would this fit?" And you're like, "Oh, let me just get my tape measure and we can check." That's what she says. Do you reckon this furniture would fit over there? And I usually just go. Yeah, probably. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be, be fine. Crack on. <laughs> uh, Ray says, I'm sure they have the socket light skeletal, so you can buy the two attachment sets for it, Lance. They're about 30 pounds. Oh, good shout, mate. Oh, I'll have a look at that. Nice one. All good, all yeah, good, so all good. In terms of actually fixing stuff in the field, um, it, it's quite hard. I mean, I'm just sitting there sort of thinking of various situations I've had. I mean, most of my fixes have only ever been like cable ties, electrical tape, and string. Or, or shoelaces or bits bit of paracord, paracord. yeah but uh, then again it, it does a job and it, and it gets you out of a bind yeah. do you know what i mean i mean if it comes to i mean let's be honest the main thing that's going to really fuck your weekend up is when your riff goes down you know yeah. and like i've said and i happily admit i've not got the the, the knowledge to repair 
to go into the deep inner workings of a of a gearbox and i could like i said i can do some minor bits and bobs um and try my best and that's why essentially you know bring a spare with you bring a spare chaps you know leave it in the car if you have to or if you if you're able to deploy to your fob uh, in all your harbor area and you can take a gun bag with you you know have your primary have a secondary in there as well um I wouldn't necessarily bring a spare secondary sidearm unless you're sniping or DMR constantly, then, you know, probably a good idea to have a spare secondary pistol um, to go along with the setup because obviously that's going to put you in a bind. As soon as they get inside of your MED, you're going to be switching to your sidearm. And if that goes down, then you're sort of scuppered a bit then. You're down to knives and rubber axes, which is all good fun. Imagine what they're coming at you from out the bushes. You're as inside my MED, so I'll find a rubber tomahawk at you. Start shouting, <laughs> fix bayonets. Yeah, <laughs> shit. What have I got myself into? But yeah, I mean, like, like I said, it, basic field repairs on bits and bobs, having a bit of knowledge and, and looking at your kit and sort of thinking if that strap did break or if that backpack, if the shoulder strap did go on that, what could I do to sort of fashion? I mean, there's one great thing. Oh, and it's on Kit Monster you can get them. One good thing with my Bergen is the primary clips that hold the, um, the actual main pack lid shut is you can get... Um, spares for it and what it is, is in front of the main clips you've got a two little bit two webbing loops which you can sort of run strapping through to fix a roll mat to the top of the bag but what you can get and they're called plce extension clips so personal load carrying equipment extension clips i'm sure they're on kit monster or um and they're about six pound fifty each there you go they will oh, fit mate, with the price bosh uh, do you know what? And I haven't bought some of them for years, but obviously <laughs> you've got the female clip there, so your male clips will be on the Bergen. But what you can do then is you could, when you shut your lid, you put them on there and you click your lid shut using these. And now what that does is if they break, then it doesn't matter. You unpop them, you put a new set on there. If you break the female clips that are actually stitched to the Bergen, then you're bit up shit street then. So I never use the original clips that come with the Bergen lid. I always clip onto the them ones but for that very reason. So you've got them right at the top of the bag there. The guys have used it, but if you look at the lower clip set up there, so they go through there. They've got they've got Velcro and they've got two stud press studs, and you can use them all day long then. And like the male ones, they're on the strap in there. So if they break, you can change them out because you can take them off. But those, the female ones that are actually on the bag are stitched in place, so you'd have to cut the webbing, and it's a big ball like. But them ones there, do you know what I mean? Six pound fifty for a set. Laughing all day long, boys. So that's a that's a great little bit of um, bit of prep work, sort of get you out the get you out of the crap sort of thing so if they did break then you have got the original clips you can do your bag up with but you know i've never had them fail i mean they're they're, they're a wicked investment they are for six pound fifty you can't really go wrong to just to extend the life of your bergen so yeah nice little, cool. another little top tip there rage says at the apoc event the other weekend he had to take apart his fist uh which is a filling device for my tag launch shells yeah, I can imagine that was probably there's there's nothing worse than when something very fundamental to your game goes down. So, for mm. example, you get a gun jam or yeah, I mean, it know. can be really disheartening as well. It's like my two four nine went down last weekend again. Like you know, I thought I got it sorted. Um, no fault of the guys. It's just one of those things. You know, it turns out it's, it was a loose motor connection and the external barrel was loose on it, which was just making BBs fly off. And obviously, it, it weren't working because the motor was disconnected. So, um, but again, th that's something I'm naive to because I don't know enough about riffs to sort of sort of think of or, or problem solve, do you know what I mean? Or you know what I mean, sort of troubleshoot the the problem. Um, which obviously now that's something else I can remember to check if it does go down again or if something does happen, I can, you know, take the little motor yeah. and have a little look, see if the connection's loose. But um yeah, it, it, it's really disheartening, especially when you've you think, oh yeah, right, let's bring some pain. And you're like Brr. Yep. There's what? nothing worse. <laughs> God damn it's, it. It's it's the same with anything like when you um I don't know. Say say that you've 
plan for an event. I mean, prime example is when my sleeping bag broke. Mm. Um, I mean, my solution to that was basically just suffer, and it was crap. <laughs> suffer um, and cry. But then Jay did pipe up the following week and say, oh, you should have said, I've got loads of spare sleeping bags in my car. Yeah, but to be fair, <laughs> it's a bit of an odd thing to just go around and go, does anyone have a spare sleeping yeah. bag? By um, chance. Just yeah. purely by chance. Do you don't have that, being said, that being said, <laughs> I generally now have a spare sleeping bag in mm. my car. Well, I'm um, sorted for the next Octo event because I'm not going to bother taking any sleeping kit. I'm just going to say, hey, hey, uh, that's spare stuff. Uh, give me a chance. Just to save me packing yeah. all my stuff. <laughs> um, Private Raticus says, I've been looking at the Gerber MP600 uh, blade multi tool, but still on the fence uh, at the moment. Um, and Rage uh, very kindly said, uh, Gerber, okay, but if you have the money for one, then you could probably afford a Leatherman, which are better. So. I must say that event last the other week with Rage yeah, and right. his and his and his tag launcher was um he got me an absolute kipper at the the back end of the stockade. I managed to get up to this sandbag bunker and I was on the back corner of it and I was I had a DMR and I could I could see him up there. He was in the he's in the front tower over the front gate and I could just see him. I saw this massive beard. I was like, there's there he is. I was like, cutting around and I I I had him in the sights of and this round just slid past him. And I saw him go, whoa, like that. And, he, and then he come up and this big black thing went, boom, boom, boom. and I was like, oh, shit. I ducked down and then I came back up and I just saw this tag round coming towards me. And it sort of, it was like a bouncing ball. It just skipped off the roof of the bunker. Went, boom. I was like, oh, dead. <laughs> dead man. I just walked off and back into the woods with the ump. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, that cool. was a great bit I, of kit. It was good to see. It was a good bit of kit yeah. to see in, the, in operation. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, Sorry, I'm just reading things on there. Uh, Rage said it's more just a ball lake to take it apart in the woods and not lose the tiny hex screws. Fixed it, though. Mm. Um, so one that. thing I found, whenever you take anything apart in the woods, um, I don't know if anyone else does this, I, I have a little white flannel or, like, gym towel. Um, so it's probably only about that big. Um, but because it's... Stupid Back. camera. There he is. Yeah. It's very contrasting with the ground um, that you're generally on. So it, it's quite useful if you are, and because it's, uh, I think it's like fluffy on one side, so it's like normal mm. towel. Um, but if you are taking anything apart, it's quite useful to have that, and then you can put everything down, and then where it's fluffy, it sort of holds things in place. Um, so one thing is wicked. Like I mean, where I work, one thing is, well, I've seen a couple of the guys use it, not that I, I use it myself, but probably should do really. Is um, it's a little, it's a little wrist thing. It's a magnetic wrist strap. Mm. So if we're working inside a box and you undo a screw, you can literally just go click, and it will obviously magnetise to the to this band. And it's got a tiny little, it's almost like a, is it like a petri dish sort of type shape? Okay. It's, just, yeah. uh, it's got a tiny little lip around it, so you know if there is any movement, which there won't be because it's all it's fully magnetic. You can just drop the screws in there, and obviously it keeps them safe, and you can take them back mm. in and do as you will with them. So that might be something to consider. Maybe a little magnetic block. That you could put the fixes on, Rach. If you do, if if it is, if this could be a, a sort of problem you face using a tag launcher and there's maintenance you've got to carry out, mate, then uh, or for anyone really for 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 taking part rifts and you know some of the screws that you do get with them are fucking ridiculously small. Mm. I don't necessarily think there has to be a reason for them to be that small. They could possibly make them bigger, but um, you know, they, to lose. <laughs> we must get on. We must get onto these toy manufacturers and uh, and 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 air <laughs> our concerns for their screw sizes. But yeah, like a little magnet block or something like that you can just drop a few of the fixings onto. At least it's a, you've got more chance of finding them if it is dropped on the floor on a big block than you are an individual sort of like M3 fixing. Do you know what I mean? Because that's a ball like in the, in the daylight, let alone during the night or something like that. 
Yeah, Ray says he used the lid of his tobacco tin to put the screws in so he wouldn't lose them. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, again, there, there is nothing worse than even if something does break and then you take it apart and you're frustrated anyway and then you lose something and that's it. It's just like, mm, you know, mm. just thrown against a tree and it's just like, oh. <laughs> Fuck this, I'm going um, home. I want to yeah. see a little magnet now uh, super glued into Rage's tobacco tin lid just for the next one with a screw on it, a spare one, just one screw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Does, doesn't know where it's from. Nick's <laughs> <laughs> is the white pillowcases. I do like your towel. Yeah, so the only the only thing with the towel is obviously if you're sweaty. I mean, I'll get quite sweaty, but if you're sweaty, you can obviously still use it as a towel. Um, the pillowcase, I mean, to be fair, I do carry a few black pillowcases around with me as well as like... Um, in the murder bag. The yeah. <laughs> They're not in the murder bag. I don't carry those around with me, but... Um, no, I do carry sort of um, black. I mean, we, we have um, capture kits and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't generally tend to use them at the moment because of COVID and stuff. But no, I, I've got my uh, my big safety goggles that are all blacked out with tape, ready to ready to go back on once we can get closer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just use I just prefer like pillowcases because they they can compact smaller and you don't have like a fixed shape. Satin um, ones. Yeah. Feel nice. <laughs> Mm. The silk. And <laughs> mm. mm. <laughs> um, one thing I was just going to go back to, um, whilst I can, is um, we're talking about the uh, hexi stoves. There um, we go. So for anyone that's not aware of the Prepper Shop, um, so it's PrepperShop.co.uk. Um, they've actually got these for one pound sixty at the moment. Um, Absolute no-brainer, that is, guys. Fire Dragon Gel starting blocks as well for another one pound sixty. That's a wicked um, price. So they obviously there's postage on top of that as well. I think their standard postage is about five pounds. Yeah, um, so you're looking at probably a tenner for a cook set. But it's a, like I said, for for, for one, it's going to get you out. Of, and it's nothing. There's absolutely nothing wrong. It's a perfectly usable, serviceable cook set that you can use all the time. And it's tiny. Mm. You know, it is it is minuscule for what it is. Easily, nice and sturdy. I mean, you can dig a dig a little like very small shell scrape or something like that into the ground. Put it in there so it's completely level with the floor. Mess, mess tin on that, and then you're laughing. It's a great yeah. little bit of kit. It's a good website. I, I recommend to anyone. They have like flash deals and stuff like that, and we're not mm. we're not paid to advertise them at all. Um, no, but like all, we said, we've all, one of our things we've always said is that if it's a site that we use and it's a site we trust and it's we've yeah. got good kit from them before, then we'll happily mention it. And I've used them several times, Prepper Shop UK, and they're you know really good. Along with the same with like goes for like Military Mart, you know, Into the Wild. There's 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 fair, quite a few that I use regularly. So. Like the, um, mm. I've been buying quite a lot of these. Um, oh, where are they? Oh, they're on. Oh, they had a whole load of, um, uh, oh, this is really embarrassing now. Um, the, uh, um, MRE pouches and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, they um, do. Yeah, they, 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 there's always flash sales on there for, um, for spare oh, bits, and bits of kit. There so, you go. If there's certain things that you like, so for example, these fruit explosions, Lance and I bought a load of these, they're oh, 20 for four favorite. quid. Um, so you know, if you like certain things from them, like they've got the roasted peanuts, they're 50p a sachet. Um, I bought a load of the peanut butter recently, uh, I haven't got any of that anymore, but yeah, they've got odd bits and pieces. And this, this is sort of fairly changing and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, but it's all it's always good to keep the coffers a little bit full up with some spare kit and that bits and bobs like that, you know, that's always good. But that 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 price for that BCB, um, uh. Solid fuel burner. That's a that's a wicked deal. That is. That's really good. Yeah. yeah no fair play. Uh, Ray says I've recommended these before, but that's a reason to use tranges. If you run out of liquid fuel for the burner, you can just use twigs and such in the wind guard and still be able to use all the pens. Uh, pans, not pens. Pans. Yeah, that's good. Right, mate. Yeah. I'm it's like I, 
I did a little bit of a cook up over the woods the other day with the two kids, and I took me a little twig stove, a little foldy uh, fold out stove, and he literally just feed it with twigs, and it you know boiled. Um, <clears throat> it's probably but it took probably took about twelve, probably quarter of an hour at the most, but that was a like three liters of cold water in a pan with three um, ration meals. Um, so yeah, about 12, 15 minutes for it to be boiling and obviously the food to be ready. So, but I don't think that's a, you know, a massive amount of time to have to wait. There's, there's plenty of other bits you could be getting on with during that time. You know what I mean? Getting your, getting your brew kit ready, you know, bombing up your mags. By the time you've done all those little jobs that you'd be doing afterwards, um, you know, it, it, you'll be good to go. So, you, you know, all your admin squared away and then your food's ready. So happy days. Hmm. Um, uh, Wayne says you can have a Mike patented murder bag to hand just in case. I like it. This is not a thing. I'm not. I'm not going to start selling murder bags. It needs to be like the M and M bag. Least... Mike's murder bag. The M and M bag. <laughs> the M M B. The M M Bs. Yeah, play. Oh, blimey. Um. So in terms of that's obviously kind of fairly covered. Sort of post event, uh, during the event. Uh, sorry, pre event and during the event. In terms of post event, um, is there anything you do, Lance, to kind of get your kit? Sorted out. I mean, I'm not going to throw it to you straight away because I know you get upset with that. So no, not um... all. No, not all. I, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy to do that. Um, I mean, yeah. So, so after the event, obviously, it's making sure any perishables and any sort of uh, liquids, things like that, water bottles, camel bladders, is rinsed fully. I know it's a you're going to get back. And you're going to be knackered, but if you can just get in the mind, right mindset of just thinking, right. There's this sort of three sort of things that I make sure I've done as soon as I get back home, and that's all my water bottles. Uh, like my spork, my camelback are either emptied and quickly rinsed and then just left to dry out. So I only ever fill them up with water. So I don't put detergents in that for them. So it's just a good slosh out with cold water, leave them up to hang up and dry out. And that's them taken care of. Um, I make sure all the batteries are out of my radios and my guns um, and any gas is discharged and things like that. I leave a little bit of gas in my pistol mags. Um, and they're all put safely back in their LiPo sort of fireproof bag, um, ready to be charged up. Same with radio batteries, they get put in a box out of the way. Um, any gas cylinders that are in my bag, I'll take them out and they go in a box, kept in a nice cool, dark place out of the way. Because um, like I said, mentioned before, summertime, if you've got stuff kept in your loft, it's going to get very, very hot up there. So batteries, cans of gas, probably a good idea to box them up and bring them down, stick them out somewhere else in the, in the shed in the garden or something where it's a bit cooler, perhaps. Um, and that's sort of like the main things I do. I mean, obviously, my fatigues and my base layers, I'll just get chucked in the machine. Um, and then after that, I mean, Obviously, the first, like I said, you just got back from the event. You're going to be pretty knackered, so you want to sort of get yourself squared away before you do anything else. But then, obviously, it's getting them, getting into the right mindset of getting all your kit squared away for the next one. You know, get your sleeping. Don't leave your sleeping bag all scrunched up in the bottom of your burger. Get it out, hang it up in your loft. You know, give it a good shake out. Get the insulation so it's all fluffed up again because it's just going to ruin it. The longer you leave a bag compressed, the worse it's going to. You know, the insulation it's going to offer is going to decrease. So I've been told, and that's something I've always got into the habit of doing is fluffing the bag out and leaving it to the last minute to get it packed. Um, so and, and you basically your basic admin like that, just be sort of regimented with it. If if you got that from there, put it back there. If this goes there, put it there. Do you know what I mean? Don't just like, just fucking fling it so in the cover then, because when you come to pack next time, you're going to be like, oh god, here we go again. You're starting from you spend the bottom. Half a day sorting your stuff, don't you? Before you yes, yeah, for, sorting stuff, finding stuff. You know, some some stuff can get damaged or where you've not put it away properly or in the right spot. So if you just get into the habit of, you know, I've, I've got this, I've got a. I went to the pound shop and got about a dozen of these black sort of A3 size, if you like, base size of it, um, storage crates, stackable crates, basically, with a little lid. And I've got well, various rations in there. You know, I've got main meals, desserts, snacks, uh, drink powders, and brew kits. 
And then I've got another one which has got all my comm stuff and batteries and then radios. And you can just label it. And then you can literally open your bag up and say, right, that goes in there. Blah, 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 blah. And then you come to pack again. Oh, right, it's all in there. Da, da, da. Get it out, charge all this up. Happy days. And that's it. It's just nice and simple. You know, you haven't got to necessarily do it the first day you get back, but, you know, make sure you do it within a, a day or two of coming home. Um, get them other little secondary bits all squared away and you're good to go then. And it's a, it'll be habit, then you'll, you'll get into the habit of doing it. It does make it ever so much easier when you're finding stuff as well. I mean, this, mm. this is what I've, you know, I've spoken about this before, but the um, my little bag that I'm trying to sort of keep everything in means that I can just grab that next time. Uh, he's back. Unfortunately, ah, he's yes. empty at the three moment three. Um, <laughs> because I had to I had to use it at one of the uh, the airsoft events. Well, actually, the last meal you were at, it was the uh, the weapons drop. Um, that someone was picking up. I needed something that looked vaguely kind of tactical and cool um, that we could do like the handover with. So I had to empty it out and it was heart-wrenching to do because it took me so long to put this thing together. Yeah. Um, but more satisfying because you know where it all goes now. So you can just place it all back yeah. in there straight away. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's cool, mate, yeah. fair, I bought more of these little snug pack things. So um, I'm hoping that I can actually get it even more organized as my plan. Um, nice. That's good, man. That's good. Good shout. But something something I was going to mention was um, drying stuff as well. Um, so tarps or anything like that. Whilst for the most part they might be dry, um, any little bits of moisture or whatever that get in that can obviously, you know, on your bashes can can breed mold or absolutely yeah. rot. Um, so it will do. Worth, yeah, yeah. It's always worth trying to get those out if you if you can. No, I appreciate that. You know, we we don't all have garden space or sort of space in the lounge to do so but if you can get those out and like properly like make sure you try to take off as much moisture as possible it mm. just means that you know once stuff's dry um it packs away dry and it just lasts a bit longer as well absolutely that mate. Yeah, i mean lucky enough i've got the garage so if it does if it's lashing i would rain when i get home at least i can i can whip the bashes out and stuff or my bivy bag or whatever and just sling it up in the back of the garage in some sort of fashioned sort of hook sort of system um, just for just like you say, just to dry, even if it takes a couple of days, at least it's got fresh air running through there. It's not yeah. gonna start perishing and stuff like that, like you say. Yeah. And the same goes for your burger as well, your bag, any stuff yeah. sacks, you know, give them a good I shake out. Hats. <laughs> I pro hats, make sure that's dipped in bleach if they're mic phrases. <laughs> oh my word, yeah. Yeah, hats especially, hats and iPro, especially that's the straps yeah. of the iPro. But you know, even like when it comes down to like you say your iPro, give it all a bit of a clean of the buff up, you know, mm. put your cat crap on there, re reapply your 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 fog off uh um, anti-fog cream. Put all that on there and give it a clean up, a buff up. Put them back in the case. There's, there's, there's a, there's a little, little task done then that you can do prior to your next event, and you know it's done. Then good to go. You know, little bits of bobs like that. I haven't unpacked anything says, from I haven't last unpacked week. Anything from last week? It's all still on the floor. Good God, man! Honestly, it should be all spread out across that lovely new kitchen of yours now, and you're getting <laughs> labelled and put away. Missus <laughs> <laughs> would love that, I bet. <laughs> uh. Private Raticus, uh, appreciate the advice for age. Definitely go and look into the Leatherman as our first name that comes to mind for multiples. Yeah, absolutely, mate. You won't go wrong. You won't go wrong with him. Cool. I think that's pretty much, unless you've got anything else to cover, Lance. Um, Not particularly. No, I, I mean, quickly wanted to touch on, obviously, looking after your feet. Obviously, if you do start, because um, I've suffered I suffered a bit at that private event, and I, I was a fool. I should have changed my socks out dry the powder my feet, and I didn't, and I absolutely suffered it. Not so much at the event, but just after it. Um, I was in pain. It felt like I had about a million needles sticking into the bottom of my feet, where I had wet feet for like 14 hours straight. So they're smacked from my on my part. Um, but yeah, just if you do get wet feet, make sure you've got spare socks, the seal skin socks. Um, get your boots dry, powder your feet. You know, change your socks out when you can. Um, 
uh, just obviously yourself admin. Do you know what I mean, if you know, if you feel like it's going to start hurting, it's probably a good chance it's going to be really, really going to in an hour and hours down the road. So sort of nip it in the bud now, you know, prevention is better than cure and all that business. So, um, yeah. And obviously not just on your first aid kit, you know, your little personal first aid kit. If there's any specialist bits that you need, make sure you've got them all in there. Um, and people are aware of it, you know, always oh, one more, actually emergency contacts as well. If you're, for example, me and Mike go to an event, um, Obviously, you've got your mobile phone if anything does happen. But, you know, a good idea, a good practice would be, obviously, I'll give Mike an emergency contact for me to go in his phone and he gets one for me or goes in my phone, obviously, his wife, my wife or whatnot or, or, or his brother or, or anything, just in case. You know, if my phone breaks, I've got no way of getting my contact numbers out. At least I've got one contact that on Mike's phone that I could, I could call the missus and say, look, I've lost my phone or it's broken. But if you do need me, I'm on this number. A, you know, another little good little bit of admin that you can take care of and it sort of mitigates that bit of, people worrying, you know, a bit of health and safety there. So, yeah, just something I was thinking about today. Probably worth doing. That's a really good tip, actually, because um, I've, I've thought about this before and I genuinely don't know anyone's number. Mm. Like, if I lost my phone and... Well, so, this is it, yeah. You know, say, say there's a power cut or something like that and you, there's no way of getting on computers or anything like that. I have no way of ringing anyone. Now, I, some landlines obviously have different power sources and stuff, so... But if you've just got to borrow someone's mobile or something, it's a nightmare. Like, cause it, yeah, who, who exactly. do you call? Like... <laughs> Yeah, or even have a number, even have a few close contact numbers written down or something in a right on the rain pad or whatever it's got. If you've got some emergency contact numbers, just keep them on you. So if your phone is broken or you can't get to it, at least you've got them on you that you can make a call uh, if you need to. That'll be one of the other little sort of preppy things I'd suggest for a for an event or any time really. So yeah, I think yeah. I think the main thing as well is to learn from mistakes. Oh, um, definitely, yeah, for sure. You know, I know that I know the army are running the campaign at the moment that like you you practice. He's back now. You practice, you fail, so that you don't practice or you don't fail when you're actually it. It matters and so on. I think mm. that's the general scope of the advert, but it's quite good advice, really. Like you know, if if you do have a problem, go just look at it and go right. What would have fixed that for the next time, or, if, or you know, how could I can stop that from happening, and then just plan for that. And exactly that. And that's mate, how yeah. a lot of the kit evolves and sort of builds up. So mm. yeah. Yeah, that forever changing, really. Like you say, yeah, because when you, you you get back off an event, you sort of analyze it, then you think, well, that sort of went a bit bad. Or if I'd had that, then and not taken this, then maybe this would work better. And like I say, it's it's trial and error. You know what I mean? It's you don't look at it right all the time. But that's why you know it's good to you learn things. Then otherwise, it'd be boring if you got it right all the time. It'd be pretty dull. So it what keeps you on your toes. Biggest lesson that you think you've learned for kit wise and stuff. <sighs> I've got, probably got to say it would be. Um, getting my feet saturated wet and not doing anything about it that private event a few weeks back and the first time i did a proper cold weather event where we had where it was sort of like minus six minus seven uh, i learned a lot from that one um with regards to insulating properties uh things you can do for yourself like um not going to bed on a cold stomach like a minimum if you if you're in that sort of climate and it's going to be freezing cold that night for the minimum that i'd, I'd say is at least get a hot drink in you if you can get a hot meal down yeah before you hit the dos bag or a hot drink then i'd say yeah because it, it just adds to the comfort it just helps but um yeah like i said it was the first i've worked for years i've worked in minus 10 minus 11 out on the railway all weathers but i've never actually stayed there all night got up the next morning and had to deal with that out in the field but not being indoors so it was the first time i'd ever been out in them sort of temperatures and and had to sort of like to sort of suck it up buttercup um and deal with it and i did i stayed out there and i got relatively warm to an extent towards the end of um of the of the that night if you like 
Um, but there was things I could have done a lot better, which I've learned from since then. And obviously the Octo 8 event, which we've done previously, was minus six at night. And I was lovely and toasty, just to sleep with a T-shirt and underpants and my socks. So, you know, what does that show you? It was how I've come from nearly freezing my nuts off wearing a full softy suit at one point, trying to get hot drinks and stuff down me in, in uh, not inadequate kit, but just being a bit naive to bits and bobs, I suppose, to then sort of, sort of flourishing at the next event I went to that was yeah. cold weather. <laughs> but yeah, that that there, and obviously, um, uh, just having that wet feet that killed me, man. That absolutely killed me. Yeah. What about you, mate? Uh, mine's batteries, to be honest with you. So, um, the stoners run off uh, the main battery that runs the gun, and then the magazine has its own separate nine volt battery. Um, and it's just always good to just have spare batteries, basically, because <laughs> I had. A- Two hour walk to go and pick up the battery and then get back into the field again. I was like, oh, so oh, yeah, man. That was that me. NAE? Was it that was NAE? Yeah, yeah. we'd yeah. literally we two hour walk out. sounds like NAE. <laughs> well, it was an hour, yeah. So it was an hour walk from um, pretty much where our where our camp was um, to get into the game zone. And then we were there and we were like, oh, yeah, it's going to start. It's amazing. Went to fire the gun, didn't fire anything at all. I was like, oh, no. So I had to wait for the start. And then just casually walk back out of the game zone, you know, no. all the way out, all the way back. I was just like, oh, it's so upsetting. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, lesson learned there. Yeah. Uh, right. Last few questions uh, or comments. So, uh, Rage says, write them and put you in the first aid kit. So, that's obviously contact details and stuff. Yep. Good um, shout, mate. Good shout. Uh, Private Atticus says, I keep a little laminated card in my wallet with numbers. Yeah. Highly recommending if you, if you can laminate paperwork mm. anything important like that's quite useful yeah uh, perhaps not have your wallet on you though at an event i'd keep that sort of secure somewhere else maybe have, yeah, like, having said that having a little bit of money on you depending on the style of event um could be quite i suppose useful. yeah for um, bartering so, or something. yeah Info. well no I'm, again <laughs> using nae as an example uh, which is the national airsoft event um where you do have to you know you, you walk from your campsite to kind of the start of the game zone and then you've got the game zone on your way back to the campsite, there's like a whole load of like food stalls and stuff like the entrance, um, like where the main festival bit is. Um, so it's always quite nice if you want to take stuff back from there to your tent. You don't have to go to your tent to get money to then come back, buy what you want, and then go back in. So mm. if you're at an event where you might need cash at any point, it's worth it's worth doing. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. I like one of the nineties plastic around the neck. You just keep me changing. <laughs> I mean, I was just supposed to just see like a little carrier bag or not a carrier bag, like a little plastic bag or whatever. Um, I mean, a lot of money's either waterproof or metal now anyway. So, exactly. um, but like, you know, the little sort of secret admin pouches and stuff like that, that you can all sort of zip up and things. That's quite useful to keep stuff. Nice. He's back now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It must be something to do with the software on my internet connection. Uh, Private Raticus says, I can remember my house phone number from when I was about eight years old, but can't for the life of me tell you my house phone number at 42. Although, to be fair, I've only lived here for a decade. Yeah. yeah I can tell you what mine is. Not a clue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, even remember my nan and granddad's phone number from back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's because it drums into you, and then you get to a point you don't need it. It's just like, our oh, house. That's it. Yeah. Um, Andy Bob says that's where the Titan 7,000 milliamp batteries are handy, two days worth of power. And yep, completely agree. Um, but agree. if you it's run out the remembering the initial battery. batteries, is the, the hard yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rage says bum bag, but you have a bum bag, Lance. Oh, bum bag. Now you're talking. I want a black leather one with shiny chrome pocket, with shiny chrome zippers. Yeah. 
I, I don't own a bum bag, actually. What are you saying? But I, I, yeah, I consider it. The wife see, bought one the other that. day for um, for dog walking to keep the poo bags and treats in. I was like... Yeah, I read that as Rage calling that. you a bum bag. And then bum bag. Bum bag. But you have a bum bag, Lance. <laughs> so is that my nickname from Rage now? He's going to start calling me bum, bum bag. bag. That's charming. <laughs> salad. I, don't, I quite like salad. <laughs> I don't know if it is better than salad. I, I think salad's probably better, yeah. Cool. Oi, uh, bum last... bag. That's horrid. <laughs> Uh, Prime Eratica says transferring the card to first aid pouch at an event, as Rage said, would be good. Mm. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice one. Well, I think that's all for us this week. Uh, next week, uh, I've forgotten what we're going to talk about. What are we talk about next week, Lance? Next week, we are talking about wet weather kit, keeping yourself oh, um, yes. wet weather kit and, and do sort of do's and don'ts with the, when it comes to rain. Mm. Cool. Bloody rain. Hate rain. Rain's crap. Apart from the allotment. Saves me water in the allotment plot. There we go. Yeah. Oh, Rain's crap at Airsoft. That, that little <laughs> event we went to um, in Dormansland. Oh, my. Uh, Dormansland, however you pronounce it. And like, literally, we were like, oh, yeah, it's great. And I like, camping out there, and it just started to started to tip it down. Yeah. It's like, oh. Not fun. <laughs> yeah. But we ploughed on. No. Yeah. Carried on regardless. Yeah. When the kit survived. That's it, yeah. mate. Exactly that. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good example to use for next week, I think. So, yeah, wet, uh, wet weather kit and uh, bits and bobs you can do to uh, remain dry. <laughs> Uh, Andy says, link your box mag into the Titan battery. Easy to do. Both gun and box mag for two days at a time. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. I need to look at that. Oh, if anyone... By the way, if anyone's got uh, an M249 on here, I don't know if we've discussed this before, uh, like an S&T one, even better, because I can't find for my life of me a battery that fits in the back of it. Um, I've, bought, I've actually bought a Titan little block cell battery, and I can't get that thing to go in. Um, so, if so, your, any... so your battery for that, then, the power version, goes under the front heat shield, does it? In between, no, like the outer... It goes... Literally, it goes. It's designed to go between the gearbox and the back of where oh, the stock that... mounts on. But it's okay. such a tiny little gap. This thing does not fit in there properly. And then once it's all closed, there's just not enough space. So yeah, I think I might have to go do get a Dremel. I just don't want to. I don't want to start cutting bits out of it. It just feels sacrilegious. Cheers, Mark. All the best, mate. Get that kit no. squared away. Counting on your bud. <laughs> um, so whilst just last a uh, couple points uh, patches I had the patches on me at the last event um, and forgot to give anybody any um, so if you'd like some patches please do get in touch um, I don't know if John I did see John Minshaw was in the chat earlier I don't know if he still is um, I've been trying to get in touch with you bud because um, I haven't got your address um, I have sent you a couple emails um, but if you could get in touch with your address I can get your patch sent out Um and if anybody else wants any patches, then, yeah, please do just pay us through PayPal. Um, all the details are on our Facebook and Instagram. Um, there's a little image on those, um, and we can get those sorted out for you as well. So, good cool. play. Awesome. All good in right. the hood. Right. Well, uh, we'll see you all next week. I hope I hope Wednesday hasn't been too bad, by the way. Like, um, it seems to be, you know, quite active still. Wednesday's good for me. Yeah, Wednesday's good for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Love a Wednesday. It's all yeah. good. That we say we, you know, we we did discuss it, and that we think everybody, you know, lockdowns lifting. Friday night, eight o'clock. You know, everyone's going to want to be going out. They're going to be going away for weekends and stuff like that. So we thought, well, you know, we don't want to stop doing it because we've also got plans and families and things like that. So we thought, right, middle of the week, Wednesday, eight. Everyone's chilling, lovely jubbly. So um, we hopefully that's all right with you guys. And if it's not, it's tough shit. That's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Nice one. Right, well, we'll see you all next week. Yes. Say goodbye, Lance. Goodbye, Lance. <laughs> see you later. Take care.